This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 453, 10 Strategies to Determine What You Were Meant to Do. Good morning, and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down why you are meant for greatness, how I stumbled into a career that leverages my best skills, and how you can do the same. Let's get to it. Quick, don't think what would you do if you could do anything? This was the question posed to me by one of my closest friends when I was in my mid-20s. And my answer? Public speaker. I didn't think about it. I just blurted it out. That's what I wanted then, and it's who I am today. You know, Earlier this summer, I was the MC for an award ceremony that hosted around 400 people. And afterwards, I was told repeatedly, how my presence and presentation fit the event. And it sank in for me like never before. I was meant to do this. And like me, you are meant to bring greatness to something. And we're going to figure that out together this week. So let's walk through 10 strategies to determine what you were meant to do with your life, your career, and your time here on earth. Now, before we get to this list of these 10 strategies, I first want to lay a foundation for me giving advice on careers, because I find it kind of funny that that's what I've been doing quite a bit of uh, with this podcast and with my career in the last few years, but it didn't begin that way, although it kind of did. And here's where the story is bizarre to me. So when I finished college majoring in theater and psychology, I had no desires to be an actor or a psychologist. And so the question was, what should I do with my time? And I immediately began to work on a blog that I called Graduated and Clueless because that's how I felt. And I really wanted to figure out who am I? Where do I belong? How do I determine where I am meant to be in this world? And I decided from that blog to then write a full-length book, which became the very first book that I published, although no one actually really read the book. A few people did, uh, but for the most part, it just kind of stayed as a PDF file on my computer, which is where it is today. But that entire endeavor to write the blog, to write this first book, to explore these concepts of what it means to enter into the workforce after college and ask those questions, where do I belong? Who am I? What am I meant to do? Where do I fit in? And all of these different possible career paths and industries and places to live, how does it all work? It was daunting then. There were a lot of questions to answer. And I wanted to figure out a way that I could explore those questions and find answers and do experiments and see where it all ended up. And kind of ironically to me, a few years into this journey in my 20s, trying to find myself, I got hired as a career counselor, which was really funny to me because I was still struggling personally with trying to figure out where I fit. And then here I was giving advice to others. Fortunately for me, as it turns out, uh, the way that I was able to help others fit really well, but I was still personally struggling with those questions. And so the episode this week, I'm going to walk you through these 10 strategies that personally helped me and have helped others as well to figure those kinds of things out. 
Now, the funny thing is these strategies still work even if you're more advanced in your career, even if you are older or you have been around the block a few times and you're still in that same boat. Maybe you want to pivot. Maybe your goal is to change careers midway through. Maybe you are nearing the end of your career and you want something post-retirement. Whatever the question is, you have that opportunity to pivot. You have the chance to make a change, to align yourself with where you are meant to be in this world. You can do this at any age. So that's not a factor here. So from that perspective, I'm going to share my story in a variety of ways through these strategies, and hopefully you can find some sort of common ground with your story and figure out your next best move so you can navigate through the world and really align yourself with your greatest strengths, your greatest interests, and your greatest opportunities to excel in every possible way. Strategy number one, listen to your fears. This is something that I ignored for a long time. I really didn't believe it was true because I had heard this phrase numerous times in books and in speeches and on YouTube videos that your best life is on the other side of fear. And it's true. Your best life really is on the other side of your personal greatest fears. The interesting part there is that our fears are generally subjective. They're generally personal. They're generally things that we ourselves have internalized for some reason and we have to overcome them on our own. Yes, there are common fears. Yes, public speaking or being naked in public, I mean, those things might be common fears people may have. But at the end of the day, your fear is your own. And it's really a sign for you of possibility. You know, I heard before in the name of public speaking that if you have fear and excitement for the event you're about to do, that that's a healthy challenge for you. Well, that same thing applies to lots of things in life. If you have a little bit of fear and a little bit of excitement, that generally means it's a good fit for you. It's a good, healthy challenge to pursue. Now, if all you have is fear and there's no excitement whatsoever, that either means that it's too far ahead for where you are today or it's the wrong fit completely. So the question here is, what do you fear? What are you actively internally holding yourself back from? And what does that say about who you want to become? You know, back in that story I said in the beginning, when my friend asked me, you know, real quick, what would you do if you could do anything? And I blurted out public speaking. Well, that came from a place that was deeper inside of me than I had ever actually said out loud before. I knew there was a possibility that that was where I was going to go, but I had never said the words. And so once I did, it became so real to me. And then immediately fear kicked in. Well, here's all the excuses why I can't do it. Here's why I'm scared to be on stage. Here are all the things that would stop me from being that successful public speaker. And the funny thing is, is that if you let that fear do the talking and all you do is the listening, well, then you've lost. It won't work because, and let's go back to my episode of the podcast from about six months ago, you become what you think about. This is a true statement and it's more true than it's ever been especially when it comes to fear. If you think about fear, you become fear. Instead, if you think about what it is that you want, you get what you want. You become that solution to the problem. So our goal here is to listen to our fears only long enough to then know what they are and take action to solve them, overcome them, get around them. That's it. So listening to your fear is an extremely important element here to understand 
what it is that you are kind of apprehensive to pursue, what it is that you hear those words, well, I could go down this path, but uh, I'm not really sure I want to because, well, and, and all those things, we're stopping ourselves from doing the thing we know we're meant to do. Now, as a counterexample, let's say that somebody mentions a career path that you know internally is just not a good fit. The easy answer right away is just no, that's not me. We all have those areas of life where we know we're not going to go because it's just not us. But when it comes to those areas of a stretch, of a challenge, it comes to those new possibilities, those new areas to pursue that accentuate kind of who we are and the best parts of us, that's where fear gets pretty loud. That's when that voice in your head gets really obnoxious saying, you can't do this. You don't have what it takes. You're a slacker here. You don't have the ability or the know-how or the experience. You can't, and here's why. We all have that voice. And if that voice wins the conversation every day, then ultimately, you don't take action. And action is the way around the fear. Action is the solution to the problem. Which brings me to the second strategy, which is make the move now. Whatever it is that you're afraid of, whatever it is that you're excited to pursue, whatever it is that you are considering doing, just do it now. You know, procrastination is an addiction. It absolutely is. Putting things off is an addiction. And the more you do it, the easier it is to continue doing that, to continue delaying the inevitable or delaying your future or delaying your best self. And then it's not inevitable. What becomes inevitable then is you never doing it. There's a great quote that I saw online recently that said, the longer you entertain what's not for you, the longer you postpone what is. I'll say it again. The longer you entertain what's not for you, the longer you postpone what is. This is incredibly important, especially when it comes to, let's say, for example, taking your first job out of college or out of school. Well, for the most part, you'll probably just change jobs. Most people do that most of the time. But there is this sneaky little possibility that you could stay. And if you stay in that first job, it might work out for you, but for most people, it's the wrong move. What ends up happening is you end up staying in a job for the wrong reasons. You either get golden handcuffs, which means they give you so many perks and benefits and so much of a salary, you don't think you can actually leave and do better somewhere else or be happier somewhere else. It's fear talking, once again, of you believing that where you are probably is the best place to be because if you left, well, I don't know, could be challenging. You know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I've got this job. You know, I wanted to be in this other industry, but grad school is expensive. Or we have those things that pop up that tell us not to make the move. But making the move now is the only possibility. Making the move now is the only way you're going to be able to tackle that addiction of procrastination. That is the answer. Moving now is the thing. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Third strategy, leverage your skills, which then become your passions. This is a lesson that I didn't learn until I began to do marathons, which I found very interesting because it was seemingly unrelated to careers, which was me trying to be physically active and attain some very ambitious goals of marathons and later on ultra marathons. And what I discovered in running, and this is true in almost every area of life, is that action comes before motivation. Movement comes before joy. Decisions come before certainty. In other words, you kind of have to guess and just jump in and try something to see what happens. You take the action first and then you find, oh, wait a minute. I actually kind of enjoyed that. Oh, wait a minute. That actually fit me pretty well. Oh, wait a minute. This was a good thing or the opposite. You took the action and realized very quickly, oop, wrong move, that's a dead end, turn around, try it again. Either way, the action is the thing that gave you the clarity to know whether or not that choice was the right one or not. Now, when it comes to careers, your goal is to take action to move yourself in the direction of where you think you should be. And then as you take that action and you leverage the skills that you have, you then find the interest and the passion for that will improve Not because you really took action, but specifically, more targeted here, you took action based upon your skills. We tend to enjoy things we're good at. And these things all combine here where if you take action in the direction of leveraging your natural skills and abilities, you will then find passion in that arena. Podcasting for me, public speaking for me, is exactly that. I grew up in the theater. I did a lot of plays, a lot of musicals, a lot of monologues and acting classes. Not because I really wanted to initially. It was because my friends were doing it and I joined them along the way. But as I joined them and as I was a part of that community, I began to get good at it. I began to get skills in a variety of areas. Now, I'm still only an average dancer and a terrible singer. But when it comes to the performance side of acting, I actually found a lot of good leverage for me. I actually had some skills I could use. And as I entered the workforce later on, I found out that communication was one of my best skills. And that came from me learning to speak more clearly. It came from me being on stage more often. I, I took the action to be an actor. And then later on, I found motivation and joy and more certainty in my skills to leverage that for my career. And then because I chose those types of activities public speaking, podcasting, etc. I got better at those too. And as I got better at those, well, then they became passions. I got excited about those things because I was seeing success in them. Because we tend to be excited about things that work well. We tend to like things that are good for us. 
You may have a hobby. I do, which is woodworking. I'm not that great at woodworking. I like it, but honestly, the end result is only mediocre. So it's never going to become a career for me. It's never going to be a moneymaker. My brother, on the other hand, is an excellent, skilled craftsman. He's an artist. He takes woodworking to a whole other level that I can only possibly imagine. He's very good at it, and he makes money doing it. That's the difference when it comes to what kinds of skills you're going to activate for your careers and then find passions in them versus things like hobbies that will just remain hobbies. And that's fine. It's fine to have both in your life. It's probably preferred to have the areas where you get paid and the areas where you don't. And that's a massive difference here between the professional who takes the skills they're good at, leverages those for income, for opportunities, and finds passions in those arenas there as well. And then on the side has the hobbies where the skills are kind of lacking and the success rate is mediocre. And it's all fine because it's just for fun. So as you balance these things out, you begin to realize the best way to leverage my place in the world is to ask those questions first. What am I good at? Where does it start for me with my natural skills, which I can then leverage later on for those things like opportunities, income, and then the passion element from there. The fourth strategy is to believe what's already true. I said at the top of the show that you were meant for greatness, and I believe that. I honestly do, because I believed that about myself really arbitrarily when I was younger. I had this really grandiose sense of myself, whether you call that ego or just me believing in myself for absolutely no real tangible reason. I believed then, as I believe today that I am meant for greatness. And if you believe the same thing for yourself, that same thing can become true. Believing what's already true is an essential part of achieving greater success. If you believe things that are false, or if you lie to yourself, or if you try to fake it until you make it, those strategies tend to fail over time. They tend to only be fleeting, short-term things that really don't go anywhere. Lying to yourself, generally speaking, doesn't work. There are exceptions, but generally, our goal here is to believe what's already true, to leverage the skills we already possess, and to believe, honestly, at the core of who you are, that you were meant for greatness. You were, you are, and you will be. It's important to believe that because without that firm belief, the rest of the journey is going to be tricky. Now, you can overcome that lack of belief by making it true, by taking the actions to gain the skills and do the work that then, after the fact, you look back on your life and go, wait a minute, look what I just did. Wait a minute, I just achieved greatness. I didn't really believe it, but I took a chance, I jumped in, I did the work, and good things began to happen, and I leveraged those and took opportunities and made the right moves, and and then I pivoted when I had to. Believing in yourself and believing what's already true about you is such an essential core foundational element of getting to the next level. You're not going to progress in your career or make the next move forward unless you first believe those things are even possible for you. Now, fortunately, you may be around other people who see that greatness in you and they pull more of it out. This is what great mentors do. Great bosses do this. Great uh, parents and teachers. Those around us who know us well possibly better than we know ourselves, well, they can see our talents. They can see our skills. They can see our potential greatness. And this is a really important part I didn't mention in my own notes here. 
We want to listen to others when they tell us these things. Let's go back to the example for me with podcasting, public speaking, acting. Back when I was in high school, I did a lot of plays, a lot of musical theater. I was told repeatedly, I mean, we're talking all the time, that I had a voice for radio. And I thought, okay, that's fine. It's, it's true. I know it's true. But I had no desire at all to be a radio DJ. That was not in the cards for me. And so I dismissed it. I just outright said, forget it. I'm not going to listen to that. That's fine that that's my voice. But I, I mean, I was born with it. I can't change it. it. It is what it is. What I failed to realize back then was that people were pointing out to me that I had something unique. Most people don't have, let's call it, a voice for radio. And so if I do, well, then I could dismiss it like I did, or I could, as I learned later on, leverage it. Because this is important. When other people know us and they tell us things about us that are true, what they're really saying is that you have something special. You have a skill. You have an ability. You have a talent. You have an interest that other people just don't. And if you leverage that, you'll find success. You can take it somewhere. You can make it into something of extraordinary value. Believing what's true about yourself is the first part, but believing what's true about what others say about you is probably the next step up to take that to the next level and be able to actually know yourself better and use those skills to your advantage. The fifth strategy is to enhance your self-awareness. So as I mentioned earlier in my 20s, one of my goals was personal development. I wanted to read a lot of books. I wanted to watch documentaries. I wanted to get myself fully invested in this challenge, this personal goal of figuring out who is Jeff Sanders? Who am I? What do I want? Why am I here? And what I gained in that process was incredible self-awareness. I began to understand my strengths, my weaknesses, my interests, things I don't want to do, things I do want to do, things I'm wildly passionate about and things I could forget forever. I got to figure out more of me. And the more you know yourself and then you write down those elements of what you love, what you dislike, what you really, really hate, well, then you have more clarity on who you are and it's tangible. Writing this down is important. Enhancing your self-awareness goes far beyond just knowing something. If you want to take this entire process more seriously, it becomes more serious when it's an endeavor that you write down. You take it out of your head and you put it on paper. And then you can work with it. You can change it, evolve it, pivot it, make it into something more. I have found the writing process very therapeutic. And for me, that was blogging. I did my journaling publicly, and I shared all my thoughts with the world. Now, that can be totally optional, but it's important to write things down because this is where the self-awareness piece becomes real because you can see it now. It's out of your head. It's on paper. It's visible. So on these same lines, if your goal is to enhance your own self-awareness and you don't currently have a journal or a blog or a podcast, or a place to express yourself, to ask questions, to dig in, to figuring out who you are, well then begin that process now. Start journaling, start blogging, start reading, start watching documentaries, start talking to smart people, start going to smart conferences. Begin that exploration process of consuming a lot of information, and then you process that information and you write it down. That process there of consuming smart thoughts thinking about those smart thoughts, and then writing down your own customized versions of those, 
It's a really bizarre and amazing process that allows you to conceptually understand more difficult things and understand yourself in that process. So reading, learning, and consuming intelligent thought and then converting that into your own written work, that's a powerful process for incredible self-awareness. So take that part seriously. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Strategy number six, say yes to adventure. If you're offered anything exciting, always say yes. If you see opportunities, take them. If your boss asks you to do something you do not know how to do, just say yes and figure it out later. This is so important. Adventure is optional. You don't have to do it. You can just choose to do things that are dull and boring and basic. And honestly, a lot of what I talk about in this podcast with productivity uh, falls in that category of just kind of another thing I'm going to do today, another checkbox, another list, another project, blah, 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 blah. Life can become pretty mundane if you don't watch it, which is why when I say say yes to adventure, what I'm talking about is that in the pursuit of figuring out who you are and finding your best career and optimizing your presence here on earth, there's a tendency to take the easy way out. There's a tendency to say yes to the job because someone offered it to you, even though you know in your gut it's the wrong job. There's a tendency just to simply check the boxes. And I don't want that for you. And I don't because I know from personal experience that my greatest experiences are adventures. My greatest memories, my greatest opportunities to explore who I am, to excel, and to go to the next level, to really thrive. That all comes from adventure. Now, the word adventure here doesn't have to actually mean you climb Mount Everest or the equivalent of that in what it is you're pursuing. Adventure is what it is to you. It's subjective, but what it really is asking is for you to say yes to something that sounds, back to the top of the episode now, that sounds a little bit scary and a little bit exciting. The adventure is something that stretches you, that grows you, that asks you to do something that you think on paper, is a yes, an automatic, oh my gosh, why would I say no to that? 
Let's back up my career just a bit and go back to when I first launched my blog and my podcast. I had an idea in my head that I would later on publish a book. But I hadn't ever really taken that process seriously besides my first initial book that I wrote that no one saw. My real question was, will I be a published author in my career? Well, then, as it turns out, when my podcast launched and did pretty well in the beginning, a publisher asked me to write a book. It was such an obvious yes. It was, oh my gosh, why would I turn that down? I mean, I don't really have what it takes to write a book, do I? I don't really have the skills, do I? Well, as it turns out, I did, and I do, and I said yes to the adventure of taking some ideas and concepts and making them into something tangible. When someone offered me the chance to take my career somewhere, I said yes to the adventure. Now, writing a book is hard work. It takes a long time. It's difficult, but that's what adventures are. They're hard work that leads somewhere that is fulfilling and that allows you to thrive in the area of life you want to. So if you don't like climbing mountains or writing books, then don't, but choose your adventure and say yes to something that does have those elements of fear and excitement. That's a sweet spot right there. The seventh strategy is to remove the obstacles, even if it's just an exercise in doing so. Here's what I mean. Let's imagine someone asks you the question, what if money were no object? What would you do with your life? What would you pursue? In that example, the obstacle is finances. The obstacle is how much money is in your account right now. Well, what if money was not part of the equation? What if the obstacles that are in your head for your greatest fantasies and dreams weren't actually there? Well, then how would you approach the challenge at hand if you knew you couldn't fail? If you knew you weren't going to be stopped along the way? If failure was not going to happen or it was not an option at all, what would you say yes to? Let's go back to that interview where Tessa talked to me on this podcast a few weeks ago, and she asked me the question, Jeff, if you weren't doing your current career, if you were not a podcaster and a speaker, what would you do with your life? And I immediately said, game show host. What? Why would I say that? Because in my mind, that exemplifies a decent amount of what I love to do, and if I had no obstacles, that's probably where I would be. Now, in my head, I still have obstacles for that dream of mine, let's call it. So what I've done for myself is I've said, well, hey, if I didn't have the obstacle of being a celebrity or a comedian or whatever it might be, well, then that might be a good fit for me. Well, what is that for you? If those obstacles, if the money, if the tangibility, if the practicality, if the celebrity, if all those things were just gone, where are you now? Where do you see yourself? How does it all line up? Because the answer to that question will give you so much insight into what you should be pursuing today, right now. The eighth strategy is to cheat. That's right, cheat. Now, what does that mean? It means you're going to be modeling. Modeling, in my mind, is cheating. I don't mean modeling by going on on a magazine cover, although that's also possible. What I'm talking about modeling is copying other people, literally directly copying their secrets to success by looking at what they're doing reverse engineering their process, and you doing the exact same thing in your own way. So what are others doing that you would love to do as well? Who are the experts or the successful people that you actually look up to? The kinds of people you say, wait a minute, if I could have their job, if I could do what they're doing, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? That's modeling. When you first acknowledge that that's something you would want to have, 
And then you directly go after it and you pursue it and you reverse engineer it and break down the steps and then say, okay, if they did X, Y, Z, if they published a book and then gave a speech and then all of a sudden were the CEO of this company, well, wait a minute. What if I started in the beginning and did this step and then this one, then that one? You can see the map being laid out in front of you. You know what the steps are to go from point A to point B. That's cheating. Ultimately, you're modeling other people is a fast-tracked way for you to figure out, here's the path forward. So you do not have to reinvent the wheel. You do not have to start from scratch. You can start with a head start. You can get the advantages, take them, and run. It's a faster way. It's a better way. And honestly, you should probably choose that way. The ninth strategy is to experiment. So I've been mentioning experimentation quite a bit already, but I want to, as a standalone strategy, mention this one. Because trying things that are intentionally far outside of your normal experiences and comfort zone is a very powerful way to improve and to figure out more about who you are, what you want, and ultimately what you are meant to do. I really do not believe you're ever going to determine what you're meant to do if you only are ever exposed to a very small amount of things. My wife used to teach eighth graders here in Nashville, and the population of students that came to her were ones who had limited experiences. They had not seen much of the outside world. I literally mean outside of their own neighborhoods and even the city of Nashville. And so for them, their modeling was about the people they saw every day. So if you ask them, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Their answers would be, well, I want to be a teacher because that's the only person I see. It's a very limited amount of exposure. And so it's very hard to answer those questions about who are you and where are you going if you don't know enough about the world. So the more you can experiment, the more books you can read and places you can travel and the more inputs that you have, the more knowledge you have which gives you a massive leg up to make those connections about where you fit in. And then all of a sudden, the answer is a lot easier to figure out because it's not going to be this very limited pool of opportunity. It's going to be a very large net you can cast and capture a lot of potential. And finally, the 10th strategy to figure out what in the world you are meant to do with your life. When in doubt, just guess. Nobody is 100% certain. No one. Everyone is guessing, even the pros. So if you really can't make up your mind, just pick something that kind of fits and then pivot later and then pivot again and again and again. So you guess now and then you guess again later more intelligently. You guess now, you guess later, you pivot later, you pivot again, you guess again, you pivot again. That's the process. Now, usually that's done in small behind-the-scenes moments. Other times it's done very publicly when you change jobs every two weeks. That's probably a bad idea, but the general flow tends to be, when in doubt, make a choice. Indecision will only allow procrastination to thrive. Indecision will only keep you where you are with the results you're getting today. And if you don't like those results... If you want better results, you have to make a new decision, become a new person, pursue new things, even if they're scary, even if they're risky, even if you don't know if you're going to succeed. That's part of the game. I didn't mention this directly, but that is part of what it means to experiment is to risk. It is to put yourself on the line, you, your money, possibly your family. That's a little extreme there, but 
to the point of you're going to put yourself in a position to say, I'm willing to do what it takes to a certain degree, and then I'll pursue that and see how it works. And if more risk is required, then you'll consider that as well. But ultimately, you have to gather the information and make a decision. Choose something because once again, indecision is procrastination. Avoiding risk is also procrastination because risk is part of the equation. So if you want to know right here and now what you are meant to do with your life, start with these strategies. Begin anywhere. Take any of these ideas and run with them because the whole process to figure this out is to figure it out. Figure is a verb. You are actively doing something. It's not just going to happen upon you on accident. There's not going to be a magical aha moment unless you are already pursuing it so that could even be possible. This goes back to an old saying that those who are the luckiest tend to be those who already had a lot of success to begin with. And what that means is, is those who are in the game playing the game are the ones who appear to be lucky a lot more often. But those who are on the sidelines watching those in the game, wondering, why am I not lucky? It's because you're on the sidelines. You got to get in the game. You got to do stuff. When you do stuff, things happen. That's it. It really is that simple. And then those benefits, those perks, those salary improvements, whatever the thing is you're after, those things begin to happen because you're doing the thing. You're figuring it out. You know who you are. You know what you want. And you're going to get it because you are meant for greatness. And for the action step this week, say yes to adventure. What you want is on the other side of fear. So stop entertaining what's not for you and start pursuing what is today. You were and are meant for greatness. And the journey begins now. If you let yourself cross the start line. So do it. Ring the bell. Get going. JeffSanders.com slash 453 is the place to go for the episode notes. And of course, subscribe to this podcast. JeffSanders.com slash subscribe. will give you a lot of apps to choose from or use the app you're using right now. That's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.